Recruiting is like fishing, obviously. But as any experienced fisher will tell you, fishing is more about having attractive bait and good technique. Sure, you can get lucky sometimes with just a worm, a stick, some string, and a bent-up safety pen. But with great tools and great technique at your disposal, why wouldn't you use them? Could you create your own farm? When do you need a farmed fish compared to a wild-caught fish? Hi, I'm Dava Mills, the Rebellious Recruiter. I've been in the trenches of finding people for over 20 years, and I've had the opportunity to recruit with an unlimited budget, and I've recruited on a shoestring and no budget. Today, we're talking about the tools and technique you need to recruit effectively. So pull up a seat. Let's chat. Years ago, I was hiking in White Salmon, Washington, along a river, and I came upon something I've never seen before or since. It was a man-made pond full of catfish. Some smart catfish-loving guy or gal caught a couple. Maybe they bred them, or they caught a lot and stored them. But the end result was a semi-private pond on this river or creek with fresh-flowing water through it, underneath some beautiful shade. The person who did this probably had a hankering for fresh, breaded, seasoned, and fried catfish. Or maybe they sold them to a local restaurant. Well, whoever it was, they were smart. They created an environment where the catfish stayed, thrived, and were ready whenever. I was reflecting on this recently, and I wondered, why can't recruiting be like that? So let's look at the fundamentals. It's pretty simple. One, what type of fish do you need? Two, What type of environment do you find them in? Three, what proven tools are out there to help catch them? Four, if you need them later rather than sooner, what type of environment do you put them in so they're thriving and ready for you when you are ready for them? So here's a glossary for this episode. Chum, it's your networking and it's your employment page. Your bait, that's your job ad. The line, that's the interview. The rod, it's the structure to your interview. The reel, the continued steps in the process. The farm, the list of qualified people. Fish food, ongoing communication. And hatchery, your training ground. So let's start with something I've found to be easier to recruit for. The administrative professional. Receptionists and office managers and other similar administrative positions are the ones I typically have gotten overwhelmed with in resumes. They're like the sunnies of recruiting. Sunnies are notoriously easy to catch if you know where they hang out, but you can also catch a lot of what you don't want just because they're in the same area. The sorting through the catch is the hard part of this, but it's also a great way to build your private farm of whatever you accidentally catch. So be sure to sort your catch into categories and have someone or anyone send out emails slash fish food to let the person know how grateful you are that you applied and what other positions are open Invite them to apply for other positions because you now have them in your farm. Side note, why do people apply for positions when they're clearly not qualified? Because they're trying to get your attention. Your bait looks good. Your environment or farm, it feels right. They want to be a part of that. So what about the resumes that are a mess? You know, the crappies. You get it? Crappy? Crappy fish? I'll be talking about what to do with crappy resumes at a future podcast. But the short version is... Feel free to email people back with interesting backgrounds that don't fit current positions. A personal email to them will speak volumes, and most will happily be farmed into something for the future. 
Again, once you've sorted the results, you can delegate out regularly occurring communication to another team member for the easier to fill positions. Just double check their work before they hit send. All right, trout. I consider these like salespeople. Some are harder to fish for than others, and there's lots of varieties. Lots of ways to fish, classic and rod and reel and fly fishing. You get the picture. Many types of trout are known for hanging out next to rocks, doing their day-to-day, and then they bite on things that are shiny because, well, salespeople, they often like shiny things because they're always looking. So have a shiny ad. Tell them what they can expect in terms of wage or give the average wage, however you want to do it. Make the environment fun for them. Tell them what the challenges are with your customers. Bring them in for a job shadow so they can get excited. Some will get a taste of the environment and shake off the line. And you know what? That's exactly what you want them to do. You want them to screen themselves out and shake off the line before you reel them in. So part of keeping this person hooked, though, it's the ability to point them to your website, where you should have tons of information on the company as it relates to the employee, not the customer. Now, good salespeople, they often aren't very detail-oriented, so you'll need to guide them and tell them where to hang out. This is important because, remember, they're looking at other shiny objects, and you need to keep dropping shiny objects in front of them to keep them interested. Now, if you need more of a brown trout, um, you'll need to put more lures out in more fishing holes, aka more ads on more sites. Brown trouts, they stick to what they know, and as they get bigger, they're harder to find. So as a salesperson gets more experience, they become less likely to bite at anything just because they know how good they have it where they are. In my opinion, you should identify the qualities of a brown trout and find a baby one and farm it. Just consider yourself lucky when you get a big one. And I was talking to an avid fisher person friend of mine, and she was telling me that brown trout, they hang out next to rocks and the bigger they get, the lazier they get. And you basically have to hang a mouse off the line in front of their mouth for them to bite. So let's think about that for a second here. Do you really want to go through that much work to get that person if they're already that lazy at their current job? Or do you want someone who's a little hungrier? So file that in the back of your head. Let's talk about what I consider to be my personal purple squirrel of recruiting, the cost accountant with the CPA. We're going to liken this to a type of talent of that monster catfish. Monster catfish hang out in deep, murky waters. You put a little raw chicken liver or hot dog on your line and drop it in and wait. Hopefully, you've picked the right fishing hole. It's hard to tell sometimes. You need to make sure you have the right kind of fishing pole, the right kind of thickness of fishing line, and when it bites, you use a ton of muscle and a strong reel to pull that baby up. Although chicken liver, it's pretty enticing. You might pull up a bass or something. Don't get upset. That's part of fishing. Sometimes you'll catch something else. So why are accountants and cost accountants with CPAs so hard to find? Well, first, let's look at the skills required for an accountant to be of merit. The first skill is they're protecting assets, so they are risk adverse, hence the murky waters. They aren't hanging around in the sun waiting for a net to pick them up and take them home, so they typically aren't seeking out new opportunities directly. They've conditioned themselves to lay low, meaning they need to be sought out. This helps them avoid personal risk. Many times, monster catfish are caught by trained fishermen, aka third-party recruiters, These business people, they revel going into murky waters, feeling around, grabbing one out by force. Personally, it seems quite violent to me, but 
When going after this type of candidate, I have learned it's okay to be more aggressive than not. They've spent years on this particular type of candidate and they know the haunts, they know the rumored haunts, and that's what they're paid to do. But not everybody has the money to hire a third-party recruiter. Another way these types of candidates look for work is they'll contact small CPA firms in the area. Call your firm. Ask if anybody has inquired if they know of a great company looking. Your CPA firm is a great intermediary, and they will give realistic information to a job seeker. The best CFO I ever worked with came to us through this method. So what if you need to find one yourself? What tools do you need? It can be simple to get one's attention. Many states have lists of email addresses of CPAs you can purchase, so you can cold email them with information. But catching it means your tools need to be in place. This type of risk-adverse candidate sizes up what they're applying to, so give them the tools in the email to size you up. Links to industry articles, your Glassdoor reviews, or local business awards. If you do this, consider having your CEO, COO, CFO, somebody in the C-suite write the email from the standpoint of how they will interact with this person. Having a C-suite person or owner write the email, that speaks volumes. Now, if they're interested, they'll start reading the information you provide, or they'll shoot back a question or two. If they like what they hear, they'll spider out. They'll read Glassdoor and Kanunu reviews. They might check out your leaders on LinkedIn. Remember, they're avoiding personal risk, and the benefit to you is if you hire this person, they will help you avoid risk too. They will help you with the information you need when there's a risky move, and they will tell you if it's worth it and when it's not. And generally speaking, they are loyal. You will be their new murky waters to hang out in. So obviously, these methods work for more than accountants. Uh, Wherever you have a position when you require a risk-adverse person, think of them like a catfish. You need a catfish strategy. One, make the information readily available beyond posting a job ad. Two, have patience. Three, answer any and all questions unless an NDA is required. That's a non-disclosure agreement. Now, there is a lot of rod and reel analogies that I could go into, and we could talk about strategies to catch trout hiding behind rocks near rapids, and I'll let you fill in the blank on whatever your openings consist of. Just remember what I spoke about at the start of the podcast. One, what type of fish do you need? Is it easy to catch? Does it require some skill to attract the right person? Does it require some cunning and expertise and patience? Two, what type of environment do you find them in? Do you need to post on Craigslist or call a professional office for leads? Each of these requires a different strategy or a combo strategy. Employ what works for the position. Three, what proven tools are out there to catch them? No matter what, you need information on your website. Another upcoming podcast will teach you how to build out your website beyond a simple employment page. But for now, have something people can easily find and read. And no matter what, you need to be chumming the water through networking events and free job fairs. You need to take advantage of telling everyone about how great you are. Be aware of your web presence and employer ranking sites and be engaged on the comments. Be prepared to engage, answer questions, and don't consider questions out of bounds or off limits unless a non-disclosure agreement, NDA, is required. If you need them later rather than sooner, what type of environment do you put them in so they're thriving and ready for you when you're ready for them? Consider delegating passive communication for not yet qualified candidates. Be sure to delegate to a person who's enthusiastic about your company and doesn't mind routine tasks. Double check your delegates work to ensure they understand 100% of the qualification nuances. I can't stress that enough. 
This information should help you get it started on identifying candidates in a new way and help you know what to expect. If you want more information, I'm just a message away and I'm glad to help out. Thanks for listening to The Rebellious Recruiter. A quick reminder, I'll be bringing you new information every Monday and an occasional interview later on in the week with another thought leader. Be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening to this and comment, rate, and review. And share this podcast with other leaders that are looking to build out-of-this-world teams and maybe have a penchant for defying best practices. Go ahead and check me out at millsgroupllc.com and drop me a line there with your thoughts or questions. I might use your subject matter in upcoming shows. And thank you for listening. I know you only have so many hours in the week, and I'm grateful to spend this time with you. Until then, make it a great day. I'll see you on the flip side. This podcast is produced by TH3 Entertainment.